History Makers. I'm your host, Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with an awesome Christian puppeteer named Natalie Miller. Now, Natalie runs a ministry called The Sally Squad, which is on the Australian Christian Channel and uh, does shows all over Australia, does a wonderful job. Welcome to History Makers. Thank you very much. Now, Natalie, tell us a little bit about how it all began. Whereabouts did you grow up? Where were you born? Well, I was born in Wollongong. Um, We moved around quite a bit as a child. Dad was a pastor, a Baptist pastor. So we lived in Sydney. Then we actually lived in Ipswich as well for a few years. And then back to Sydney and Canberra. And now I live in Wollongong. Now, you and I have something in common that I haven't told too many people about, but we have both been clowns in our life. Oh, is that something we should admit in public? (laughs) Now, what was your clown name? (laughs) I was actually Wolfgang the Clown. Oh, that's all right. I was Nutty the Clown. Nutty, okay. In Canberra for about eight years, I did so many children's birthday parties. It was lovely. (laughs) So tell us, uh, now, are you a puppeteer, a ventriloquist? What's the Officially, it's a ventriloquist. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I have a puppet. You know, I have lots of puppets, obviously. I mean, that's how we, you know, make the message. Get get the point across, and you know that's how I do my thing. Um, ventriloquist just means that instead of hiding behind a puppet theatre, I actually stand out in front with the puppet with a puppet next to me and talk. So. And can you show us on radio now? <laughs> How you talk without moving your mouth? Well, you know, Edgar Bergen was a very famous ventriloquist and his career was made on radio and he was a ventriloquist. Wow. He's had a radio show for like 20 years <laughs> on, as a ventriloquist, so it's very strange. <laughs> now, how did it all start? You were you were working as a clown and then how did you end up becoming a ventriloquist? Well, it was actually happened earlier than that. When I was 12, I was at a little Christian school in Canberra and I had a school teacher who was an American lady and she did ventriloquism and I nagged her and nagged her until she just went, oh, okay, I'll teach you. Um, And it was just something I had the knack for. It was just something I could do. Not that I didn't put lots of practice in because as with anything, if you want to learn an instrument, you want to play a sport, anything like that, you have to put the hours in and practice. But I just had that kind of little knack for it. So it was just something I did since then. And when I was 14, I started doing talent quests and became a clown. All my friends worked at Maccas and Woolies and I was a clown, which I have to say was pretty good. It was, you know, very liberating to be able to run around and be a complete nut and no one knew who I was. <laughs> it wasn't good for my mum that used to have to drive me to gigs though, especially when um, I was getting picked up and I said, now I have to go now. My mum's here to pick me up and all the kids busted to get to the car to see the clown mum who'd come to pick me up. <laughs> So tell me, what do you do in your shows with Sally Squad? What's the heart behind it? What do you do in your shows? Well, um, the Sally Squad show, Sally is my main puppet, uh, which is why it's called Sally Squad, because the kids I've relate got, really well. I've got Sally here. Yeah, little Sally doll. Everyone, All the little girls love that. Love to have their own little Sally doll. Um, Sally's the main star of the show, I guess. But our, our main purpose of doing it is to teach kids about Jesus and parents and how much he loves them and that they are special and you know, really get the message of the gospel across to kids in a really fun way. You know, puppets are a great way to get the message to people. I mean, even, you know, we love The Muppet Show. When I was younger, I used to watch The Muppet Show and adults like it for one reason, kids like it for another. Puppets really like, you know, adults and kids really like them and it's a good way to get the message across. Now, you've just shared with me before some stories of people that have actually become Christians through your shows. Tell us a bit about that. Well, I... I really like to be able to give an invitation at the end of my show. I really feel that that's what God's called me to do is to teach kids about Jesus and parents because you never know. I mean, sometimes it's hearing the very simple version of the gospel and realising, hey, it's not actually complicated, Um, that the message is simple and basic. So we often give invitations and see children and parents make a decision to invite Jesus into their heart, which is just amazing to see the Lord working people. But we've had all sorts of people ask Jesus. We had we did a show recently and there were um, 
two little Muslim kids and they got saved. And I didn't know that's what they were until afterwards and I said to the pastor, now everyone put, you know, this many people put their hands up and he goes, oh, those two wouldn't have. And actually, no, they were the first ones to put their hands up. So I don't know what mum and dad would have said when they got home, but they should have had an inkling if they were sending them to a church. Mm, (laughs) But that was pretty amazing to see. It's just an amazing feeling to see a child put their hand up and make a decision. They hear the gospel and they know the truth. So it's even more fun when their parents do it. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's talk a bit about kids' entertainment in the church. And, you know, I I grew up at Sunday school uh, at a fairly traditional church and someone would get up and they'd just tell the Bible stories and it wasn't very interesting, you know. And uh, things have been shaken up a lot in in Christian kids' ministry lately. Like, you look at Australia, you've got Colin Buchanan. Oh, we love Colin. (laughs) I've done a couple of concerts with Colin recently. Love Colin. (laughs) And Rockfish. Yep, love Rockfish, yep. And is there many others in Australia that have been launched recently? There's, in terms of that professional level there's really not many of us there's i mean colin's pretty much the top he's the he's the legend oh, he's we the love guy. colin <laughs> <laughs> um and then there's rockfish and myself and we're sort of pretty much the big full-time tourers i guess um that there's lots of other people that are full-time in ministry have dedicated themselves to to making kids entertaining kids and being a fun positive influence in churches but they don't necessarily travel as much or they don't get as much attention, I guess. I've just always been an attention seeker, I suppose. <laughs> but there's, there's lots of people and it's really great. I mean, I grew up in a traditional church and you look how churches have changed. It used to be a piano and hymns and King James Version and all that kind of stuff, but every church has changed and in that so has the kids' ministry. So, you know, we've all got this amazing praise and worship music now and, you know, all sorts of multimedia and everything. So if the grown-ups have got new stuff, why can't the kids? Mm. <laughs> a lot of people say that the kids are the church of the future. I actually believe they're the church of today. You've really got to get the legwork in. I've, I read this wonderful book by George Barner, who's an American researcher, and he said that 32% of kids that hear the gospel before the age of 12 will be saved. Wow. It's only 4% after that. Really? So, I mean, I know that... Um, the Catholic Church says give them a child for seven years and they'll have them for life. That's a big time when you impact kids. That's where they grow their morals and their base and their standing. So, I mean, the kids are really important to get them then, not get them, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, to teach them and show them, show them that Jesus is the way and, you know, before they get older and cynical and... I don't know. I think just kids are really, they see the truth. They know yeah. the truth a lot more. We get clouded a lot as adults mm. and sidetracked by the world and the busyness and everything. But kids just say, Jesus loves me. I'm mm. special. That's awesome. Mm. You know, it makes a big difference. That's wonderful. Now, tell us a bit about yourself, Natalie. Did you um, become a Christian at a young age? How did that all happen for you? Well, I was saved when I was six. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty young to be saved. I grew up my grandfather was an old um, OAC preacher, which is the old open-air campaigners used to stand on street corners in Sydney and preach. The, um, used to work with the guy that used to write Eternity on the sidewalks in Sydney. Arthur so, Stace. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So in the actual Eternity video, there is footage of my granddad, which is awesome because he passed away well before I was born. So. Wow, what a great heritage. Huh? I know. <laughs> so he's... he's um, really got the heritage of of that so I mean I I grew up in the church my dad was a pastor being a pastor's kid is a pretty pretty rough trot being a pastor's kid you know I mean you still get very much supported obviously by your parents but there's a lot of hard it's hard being the one that you have to be good because everyone looks at you so you know it's difficult being a pastor's kid but I grew up in the church and always involved with church and Sunday school and things like that but I did get saved at six at a Sunday uh, school assembly 
It was. Was there a time when you were a teenager where you strayed a bit? Oh, in such a big way. (laughs) When I was 18, I really went off the rails. I did everything you shouldn't do. And I really went away from God for about four years, and it was a really hard time. I've never in my life been so miserable. Um, And everything... I, I, you know, I was, it was just all so hard and I really nearly had a nervous breakdown. I just did everything wrong and got burnt really badly and hurt by a lot of people and it was a really terrible time and I came out of that, that's it, um, you know, everything's a disaster, my life is over, it's all awful. And um, then I met this nice young fellow and ended up getting married to him and having children, which was just lovely because it's lovely that you come back to God and, you know, he hasn't forgotten just because you've gone and done everything wrong. You know, I mean, I was not a good girl, you know, and... I did everything you shouldn't do and I God was still waiting there saying I'm here you know it's okay don't worry we've forgotten about it you've asked for forgiveness it's gone and look at all this fun stuff I have for you <laughs> so and I really think you know when I talk to teenage girls and things I'm in a perfect position to say this is not what you should do you know I've done this this is bad this is not good and not just being a bossy adult saying now you behave yourselves it's look I've been there it was awful <laughs> don't do this <laughs> Now, you just mentioned you don't want to speak in a funny voice when you're speaking to teenagers. <laughs> now, I've got to ask the question. I, I'm just looking at your DVD here, and you've got four different characters on there. Yep. Do you want to just talk us through who those characters are? Well, I've got about, I've got a whole bunch of them. On the first DVD, we have Sally, who's the main character. She's kind of really loud and obnoxious and says all the things that I'm not allowed to say. And what kind of accent? What's, what, you know, what's her voice? Just... Well, Sally, she talks a lot like... Well, actually, she talks exactly like this, and, you know, the kids love her. So she's really loud. Um, Jerry the bear is soft and cuddly and all the girls want to take him home and give him a cuddle because he's just beautiful. So the kids all really like him, especially like the preschool age group. They love being able to give him a pat if I actually let them. And how um, does he talk? Come on. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, well, Jerry, he talks a little bit like this and and he's very nice and shy. Um, <laughs> That's so cool. I have a whole lot. Her mouth did not move at all. Yeah, then. see, it's she not so impressive on radio, but, you know. <laughs> um, we've got um, this Sparky who is constantly, um, no one knows what he is. So we get lots of great guesses from kids. Oh, today um, a child actually said, it's a troll because he's blue and he's got big ears and a big nose and all we ever say is that he's blue. And how does he talk? Come on, go on. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> um, well, Marky, he kind of talks a little bit like this and he's, a, and, and he's blue. He's blue, yes. Um, then we have Rudy, which don't ask me to do him. I can't do him unless I have him. I don't know why. But okay. he has a great big nose and a big moustache and he's in the, in the first DVD he plays the Bible character of Job. Which most people wouldn't actually tell the tell kids the story of Job because, you know, all the death and destruction and stuff like that that happened. But it is a really good example of everything went pear-shaped, but he kept his faith strong in God and God took care of him. You know, so it's a it still is a great story. We just skipped the death and destruction. Um, I've also got a dinosaur named Charlotte. Brontosaurus is her name. Kids never get her name, but the adults always get the name. Um, and how did she talk? Come on, I'm I enjoying this. <laughs> No, you have to wait and see. You have to come see a show. <laughs> I just bought a brand new puppy in America. I was just in America doing shows, which was very exciting. Um, and I had a little white. I bought a little white puppy dog over there, which was. I'm very excited. She's going to be going into my brand new show, um, a big show called Hey, It's the Circus. So we're going to be have dancers and a stage manager, and it's going to be bigger than Ben Hur with a big set and going to all the all churches all the way along, which is fantastic. We've already got um, Compassion has come on board as a partner, which is fantastic because to support Compassion is really important. Um, 
But yeah, it's, it's all very exciting. But we have and we have a top secret brand new puppet coming who uh-huh. is as tall as me. Um, and it's an animal, but I can't tell you any more than that. But but she's coming from America just in time for the tour. Wow, so very it's pretty exciting. I don't know how they're going to ship her because she's huge, but it should be interesting. <laughs> okay. And uh, I've got to ask the question, do your puppets ever rebel? You know how you see some of those puppets that are so naughty. <laughs> Sally does. Um, we were recently at the Planet Shakers Kids Conference, a Kid Shaper Conference, and Sally jumped off her stand, said that she was a star of the show and jumped off her stand and landed on the floor. Did she? Yeah, oh. so, you know. Did quite, you discipline her? Like, oh, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. But quite often when you're up there and you're, and you're talking and doing the show, quite often I'll never stick to my script and I'll go way off on tangents. The puppets always misbehave and say things they shouldn't and you find they say cheeky things back to you even though you don't intend them to. And, oh, you know, yeah. some of the funniest lines have been ad-libbed just <laughs> by accident. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. And, and tell us a bit about yourself, Natalie. What kind of books do you like reading? What's your favourite authors? What are your favourite books that you've read? Well, I've been reading a lot of um, spiritual growth books in the last year, um, but I'm really, I really enjoy um, Dee Henderson, just in terms of novels. I love Dee Henderson. I, um, they're very romantic and <laughs> nice, easy read. But I don't get a lot of time to read. I love to read. I buy a book and will read it on the plane on the way home. I read really fast. So, But I really love Darlene Check's two books um, that she wrote. I've read them recently. Um, and I like that I'll Have What She's Having by Bobby Houston. That was really good. And Jack Deere, I really like. There's lots of books you should see. I filled up two shelves on my bookshelf recently just buying books. Um, that, that Jack Deere book, Surprised by the Power of the Spirit. That's the one. Isn't that amazing? It's fantastic. I grew up very traditional Baptist, um, and that really put a good spin on, like it really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I hadn't thought of. And he's very reasonable, I think, because he comes from the same type of background that I do. Um, the things that he said, like if someone had come to him and said, I'm, I want to go out and preach like Paul, he'd say, sure, off you go. But then if they'd come and say, I want to heal people, he'd go, you're a nutbag. <laughs> so it just was really, really reasonable. I really liked what he wrote. Um, he's got another book, Surprised by the Voice of God, which I quite looked as, liked as well. Um, but I'm also a big fan of all the um, the Taney books, the Zion Chronicles and the Left Behinds. I have everything. <laughs> I pretty much love to read. If I can spare any time to read, I will read. Mm-hmm. I just love it. But it's not always get so much time to read. Being full-time in ministry, I'm booked mm. solid. Mm. Plus, you know, I actually am a wife and a mother as well, so I kind of have to spend some time with them. Yeah, know? it's pretty important, you know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm away a little bit too much. My kids call me Mrs. Mummy, so I know it's time to stay home again. <laughs> <laughs> and what about music? What kind of music are you into? Um. I really like all the worship music, but my all-time absolute die-hard favourite is Michael W. Smith. My ultimate dream is to be able to meet him one day because I just love him. I've loved him since I was young. Um, I think he must, yeah, since since the late 80s. So he's probably my favourite. That's on high rotation in my CD drive. But I also just got the new Casting Crowns album, which I love that. That was fantastic. I spent a lot of time in my car, so we listened to lots of music. <laughs> Now, have we got a website that we can find out more details about Yep, you? you can jump on to nataliemiller.com.au. You can watch us on the Australian Christian Channel. Um, and our DVDs are out in all good Christian bookstores. We have a new one called A Medieval Tale, which is pretty exciting. It's all about the armour of God and sharing Jesus with your friends. Wonderful. Natalie, you certainly are a history maker. God bless and thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. History. Thank you so much for joining us, History Makers. You can download any of our interviews and go to historymakersradio.com. History Makers is brought to you by newhopeaustralia.org.au. History Makers.